Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. More than 450 exhibitors and 8,000 attendees traveled to the Sweets and Snacks Expo in Indianapolis last week for one of the first in-person food and beverage trade shows since the coronavirus outbreak in early 2020 to showcase two years of product innovations and inspiration that had been delayed by the pandemic. The event, which also featured education sessions and networking opportunities for manufacturers, brokers, and suppliers, was simultaneously a symbol of America's much-anticipated reopening after 15 months of lockdown and a capstone to National Candy Month, which helps bridge the sales gap between major holidays in the spring and fall by reminding consumers of the emotional connections that sweet treats can help forge. The show also revealed how industry players are navigating a quickly evolving landscape altered by the pandemic, economic slowdown, and now the reopening, including new trends around channel distribution, pack size, and product configuration, as well as flavor trends. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, National Confectioners Association Senior Vice President of Public Affairs and Communications, Christopher Ginlisberger, shares details about those emerging trends, what's behind recent growth of the sweets and snacks markets, and where the segments are heading. So while the pandemic changed the way many Americans approach food and beverage, including what they bought, how much they purchased, and where they shopped, NCA's 2021 State of Treating Report released in March showed that for many people, treats are offering an emotional connection and way to engage with friends and family safely and at a distance. According to the report, U.S. confectionery sales fell slightly by 0.2% to $36.7 billion in 2020 compared to 2019. But most of that drop appears to be from the lower sales of gum and mints, which fell 22.7% to $3.9 billion and represents about 12% of the category's performance. As Christopher explains, this was offset by strong sales in chocolate and non-chocolate. Uh, well, the state of the sweets and snacks industries is strong. Um, you know, specifically speaking to the confectionery category, the category has been very resilient during the pandemic. Um, you know, in 2020, um, we evaluated and took a look at the sales of chocolate and non-chocolate versus what we saw in 2019. And we put that together for our annual state of treating report, which we released just a little while ago in March. And in 2020, chocolate sales were up more than 4% and non-chocolate sales were up 3%. So it's really strong growth. And I think what it, it speaks to is that, uh, you know, that, ten, that, that magic that consumers, uh, consumers think of and see when they uh, reach for their favorite chocolate or candy or other treat. According to NCA's State of Treating Report, this uptick helps chocolate sales reach $21.9 billion in 2020, and non-chocolate sales reached $11.5 billion last year. 
Snack sales in 2020 also were strong, with Nielsen IQ reporting dollar sales of salty snacks jumping 14% for the year ending February 6, 2021, and sweet snacks up 11% in the same period. In both cases, this was nearly four times the growth of the prior year, when sales of salty snacks increased 4% and sweet snacks 3%. Much of the sales increase was driven by consumers looking for a little levity in an emotionally intense year, maybe some entertainment, or to safely connect with others. As our uh, perspective on the world shifts and changes based on where we've been in this COVID-19 environment, and our houses, um, our homes are, have become so much more. They're now our work, places of work. There are places of school. Our kitchen and dining tables have turned into craft projects and Zoom calls and um, you know, places where you can kind of gather the, fa- gather the family and cook a meal. Um, while some of that is what happened pre-pandemic, a lot of it is new. Um, and I think uh, those changes that happen so quickly, of course, come with, uh, you know, an emotional impact or a physical impact. And um, I think the focus on both the emotional and physical well-being is so appropriate, especially in, in like I said, in this environment. And um, most people think that there's a connectivity there, that if you're uh, feeling good emotionally, it's just as important as feeling good physically. And then there's another piece of this too, which is around uh, specifically chocolate and candy and the way that, 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 that those products have this uncanny ability to boost your mood and, and lighten your perspective. And I think what's happened in the last year, year and a half, is that uh, while we've had this moment of introspection, people have, uh, have turned to their favorite chocolate and candy and said, hey, you know, this is something that, uh, that I can occasionally have a little treat uh, to boost my mood and make me feel uh, uh, light my perspective about things. And I think that that's particularly true this last year. And of course, the data and the sales data backs that up. Snacks and sweets also help make celebrations and at-home entertaining a bit more special, further helping to drive up sales. Um, I think about Halloween when I was a kid in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, uh, you know, riding BMXs around the neighborhood with, uh, with my friends and um, going trick-or-treating and wanting, you know, my son Levi to have, have that experience as well as he, as he grows up. Um, and then I think about, you know, just my favorite, uh, you know, favorite types of, of candy or chocolate that I want to uh, want to share with people, whether that's, you know, a gift at graduation or another special moment. It's so ingrained in our, um, in our cultural celebrations. It's a beautiful thing. And it's something that has become even more important as we have, uh, you know, had to stay home a little bit more, or had to be... Um, you know, at distance from those that we, uh, that we love. And it's, it's something special about, it says something special about confectionery that it can keep you connected even when you have to be apart. Some players in the confectionery space also may have seen a bit of a boost from increased consumer interest and extra functional benefits from the products they consume. But as Christopher notes, the main function of confections is as a treat. Some of the original uh, functional products being gummies or, or jelly beans that, uh, you know, those in the cycling community or running community 
um, as they go distance would typically um, enjoy as they're, you know, um, looking for, you know, small bits of energy um, to carry on over marathon or a long bike ride. Um, not that this is that our category, uh, just to, you know, not to put too fine a point on this, but, you know, our category isn't really one uh, in the confectionery space where we are a meal replacement or a supplement. Um, we're truly um, chocolate and candy are, are treats, and we're not the center of the plate food. Uh, so, you know, there's a sense of authenticity that goes along with those that make um, and craft chocolate and candy uh, that uh, consumers really appreciate and understand. You know, for instance, uh, you don't, I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard a story about someone who has uh, picked up a piece of candy or their favorite chocolate and said, scratched their head and said, I wonder if there's sugar in this, in this product. You know, consumers get it, and they appreciate the fact but it's a little bit of sweetness in a, um, for now, a little bit of an uncertain time. As consumers gravitated to sweets and snacks over the past year, the confections industry helped them from going overboard with indulgences through portion-controlled packaging and messaging that emphasized that their products are always a treat. The Always a Treat initiative was started by the larger companies and, and soon adopted by um, you know, the broader industry to bring more portion guidance options uh, to consumers as they uh, seek to manage their sugar intake. And admittedly, we took, uh, we, we took cues from, uh, from other categories. As you may recall, from covering the food industry for some time that uh, the snacking category is made 100 calorie packs or 200 calorie packs of different products um, I think some of the bigger companies had done that a little while ago. Um, but for confectionery, really what we were looking at is a, a moment in 2017, 2016, even back six years ago, 2015, where um, there's increased scrutiny around hidden sugars, around added sugar that was not, um, you know, appropriately identified or, or labeled for consumers. And there was a fair amount of consumer confusion and as the uh, sugar being the primary ingredient, of course, in confectionery, uh, the companies, in most confectionery, the companies said, hey, look, this is a great moment for us to reinforce that our products are treats. Like I said earlier, you know, not a meal replacement or meant to be anything beyond that. And um, while there is a beautiful simplicity in the fact that um, the products are treats, there's still a, an opportunity for the companies to reinforce, like I said, reinforce that for consumers. And one way that, uh, that they've been able to uh, demonstrate leadership in this, on this front is bringing more 200 calorie or less packs to the marketplace to, um, to let consumers know, hey, look, or give them a hand in their selection as they look to make informed choices about, you know, what pack size is right for them as they seek to, uh, to manage their sugar, their sugar intake. Indeed, according to NCA's State of Treating Report, of the 61% of consumers who changed their confectionery purchases during the pandemic, 41% bought more value packs with individually wrapped candies, and 38% bought fewer individual items, such as those sold at the checkout aisle. Part of the drop in sales of individually wrapped confections typically sold at the checkout stand might be due to fewer people buying sweets in stores, preferring instead to buy them online during the pandemic. 
This trend not only facilitated e-commerce sales, but also sales through grocery stores that offer click and collect or personal shopping services. The growth in online confectionery sales. I mean, it skyrocketed in 2020 uh, to the point where online confectionery sales were up more than 75%. That behavior is, has been significantly adopted across the, uh, across the country. And in my opinion, uh, is uh, potentially here to stay. Um, and, you know, I think some people call it uh, pantry shop, pantry stocking, uh, where um, you can have that little treat every once in a while. Uh, but instead of a frequent trip out of the house, it's more of a, a trip to the pantry in your own house uh, to have a little treat in the afternoon. When you look at... Um, you know, the, the flow of shoppers through the various channels of trade, uh, the grocery store has just become, you know, in this last year to year and a half, so important for consumers in the way that they um, go about their, you know, their habits. And that could be the physical in real life uh, grocery store or grocery chain uh, that people go to, or it could be, you know, the Instacarts and, and virtual shopping or curbside uh, pickup uh, in various communities. That has just become sort of the go-to channel. And while, you know, convenience and drug and, the, and mass and the other channels are certainly uh, coming back uh, in a really strong way, especially here at the beginning of 2021, um, I think the, you know, the grocery channel has uh, really grown in a, in a very positive way uh, for consumers. And, and, you know, that has a big impact on confectionery, and it certainly has a big impact on the, on the snack category as well. After 18 months of living primarily at home, many consumers are eager for something new, and the confection industry is delivering. According to Christopher, who said there are three major trends that were on full display at the Sweets and Snacks Expo this year. First one is we've been loosely calling the tropical flavors. If you think about pineapple and coconut and flavors like that, that are sort of reminiscent of times that you might spend by the ocean on the beach uh, or someplace else that um, are really kind of on trend this year in all types of confectionery. Um, there's a, there's a move where you kind of mix and match flavors where companies are doing that. And that goes, you know, through the candy and snack companies, and of course through the through the uh, uh, candy and snack companies, and um, you know that can be a combination of you know sweet and salty. Um, if you think about like a kettle corn or something like that, um, I, you know, anecdotally, um, I recently tried um, chip these ridge ridge chips that were uh, cheddar and sour cream and sour cream and onion together in one bag. It's incredible. So that's a good example of this. And, uh, and there are many more, plenty more examples too. And the third, the third trend that really kind of picking up on is, um, is around spice and spicy flavors and temperatures. And so just to kind of think about, you know, chili, of course, sriracha, jalapeno and habanero, as well as other peppers um, being on trend. Uh, in the flavor profiles that we're seeing this year at Expo. Previous years, there have been a couple of companies that have done it for dramatic effect, if you will. Um, 
And this year, what I think we'll see more of are like um, flavor combinations and using heat to bring out other flavors, to your point. Uh, a couple of good examples, there's um, habanero walnut. Or there's a habanero walnut flavor, or excuse me, product that will be on display, which I'm really looking forward to trying. And then another one is from a company called Branch Out, where they're making avocado chips that are flavored with chili and lime. Uh, so that should be a nice combination and flavor uh, combination for uh, for a new product this year. So we're we're looking forward to seeing those those couple of products and of course the others that fall in the trend. But that's kind of that's kind of my take on it in terms of uh, how the spice may come to life at the expo. The Sweetsons Next Expo closes out a busy month for NCA, which also celebrated National Candy Month in June. The association launched National Candy Month in June 2016 as a way to bridge the gap between spring and winter holidays at which confectionaries play a primary role. But as NCA research shows, confections can make summer a little sweeter, whether it's by enjoying chocolate while camping like 94% of Americans, snacking on candy while road tripping like 93% of Americans, or enjoying chocolate and candy seaside like 89% of beachgoers. On that sweet note, we reach the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope that you'll join me again in the future for another installment. And to ensure you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.